Hi there. Welcome to the New Life Live podcast. Steve here. Since 1988, New Life has been transforming lives one life at a time. Now our goal is to provide you with wisdom from God's Word to give you hope and help in life's most difficult places. One way that we do this is through the live program that we share with our listeners here on the podcast. If you have a question that you'd like to ask our panel of counselors and psychologists, call us at 1-800-229-3000, Monday through Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now let's go to today's podcast episode. Hi there, welcome to New Life Live, and it's not just me here in my studio (laughs) in Indianapolis. It's Becky Brown is joining me here. Becky, good to see you, president of New Life, and we love Becky doing such a great job. And doing such a great job, we prayed for her today in devotionals that she'd continue to do such a great job. Great. And then, Dr. Sherry Keffer is there in California, and Sherry, good to see you. Great to be with you, too. Great to be with you, too. I thought me and Becky sounds a little rhymey <laughs> there. There you go. Well, listen, I have some exciting news, Steve. What is it? I mean, what is it? It's very exciting. So the National Religious Broadcasters, or NRB, some of you are watching there right now. They have awarded you the 2024 Radio Impact Award. Which <laughs> I is, heard that. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, wow. the, the award is about... a. A person who is a pioneer in this area. So let me tell you, some of the things that they said about it is that Steve shares often that when a person accepts Christ, they're delivered from the wrath of hell, but they aren't instantly delivered into character. And building character takes work. You have led the way because of your vulnerability in sharing your past mistakes and current struggles on the radio program. I know that my life has been changed because of your willingness to step out and to speak truth where people want to hide things. And it's just pretty amazing. They also said that you demonstrate a unique vulnerability by sharing your own mistake, including paying for an abortion, as well as demonstrating that you practice what you preach. You know, I, I think that you have told your story so often that some people may think that it doesn't you know like it's like wow i can't believe that he he actually did that look at you now and look what god has done in your life and how he has blessed so many people because of your willingness to be vulnerable and to share because then others can know that and this award i mean think about radio is such a personal medium and the fact that you know radio at Radio Impact Award, you're changing people's lives because you are leading the way. And here we are celebrating 35 years yeah. of your wisdom. And so we are celebrating you today, Thank Steve. Thank you for that. <laughs> and, you know, here's what I think is the big message of my life. Like, women of faith was a phenomenon. Five mm-hmm. million women. Did God look down on earth and say, let's pick the guy who's the most sensitive to women and under... <laughs> No. And so the message is God uses people, unlikely people, like Gideon, to, to lead an army. Mm-hmm. And that's the, that if you think that you're not qualified, I'm not qualified to do anything that I've <laughs> ever done. And, and God has said, would you do it? Yeah. And I just said, okay, right. let's do it. But that really, to me, is the biggest message that the brokenness um, that has occurred in my life, it didn't stop God from using me and a lot of people think they've gone to I thought that after the abortion I thought I've gone too far I've sinned too much I can't be forgiven for this and that wasn't true but speaking of the abortion uh, two weeks ago I went to Grand Rapids to speak at a fundraiser that raised 
three quarters of a million dollars in one night. But before that, I went earlier and I went to an abortion clinic where 70,000 babies had been killed. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I went into the room where the old machinery mm. had been used. And I got to tell you, I uh, that was... It was so difficult. It was so hard. Mm. And and I feel for every one of those mothers that somehow walked out of there and had to somehow figure out yeah. how do I live with this, justify this and all. It is it is really phenomenal. And the person that, that did those abortions, there was a storm and all the electricity went out. He had a heart attack. Mm. They couldn't get help and he died. And they don't do the abortions there anymore. Mm. All right. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Dr. Sherry Keffer, her book, Intimate Deception. What a game changer that has been mm-hmm. for so many, many women. Men, too, you know. Because it goes both ways. And I just think it's important that people know if you've been betrayed and you feel like there's no hope for you, the relationship, whatever, there's hope. There's hope for healing. I don't know what's going to happen with your relationship or the person you're attached to. But what a sad thing if somebody betrays you and then you carry that hurt and bitterness shame, all that stuff that comes with it. You carry that the rest of your life. You need to get that real estate resolved. Sherry, what do you think is maybe one of the biggest things that needs to happen when a person has been deceived and the intimacy betrayed? What What is something they could start to do? Yeah, well, I think the thing that befuddles me the most that I I still don't totally understand, even though I'm a partner, is that there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that have experienced sexual betrayal. And the impact, as you mentioned, Steve, the shame makes betrayed partners, whether they're males or females, want to hide. They, they pull yeah. back in and they... They think about the one who's betrayed them, and they say, well, you need to go get help. But what they don't realize often is that we, the betrayed partner, has been impacted many times to a point of post-traumatic stress. There's yeah. My research showed three out of four women had symptoms of post-traumatic stress, just like people in the military that are you know, out there and, and fighting. Uh, we, we watch that every day. But... So it's that they need to get on their own gurney, and they need to come in and get help for themselves. They need to own their own healing because nobody can do it for them. Yeah. Um, so that's the big aha is please, if this is you, don't wait. We have resources here for you at New Life. We, we want to help you heal. You don't yeah. have to heal broken like I did and wander way too long. Um, you can heal and not only heal yourself, you can figure out what you need to stop the acting out that's going on. And that's powerful for your family. So it does start with us, betrayed yeah. partners, to get the healing. Not that, not that they wanted it to happen to us. It's not our fault. But 
we just have to take responsibility to get our healing and to stop the crazy making that's going on in our relationship. You know, uh, I spoke at this conference and a woman came up to me afterwards and she had been in her own recovery program by herself for 10 years. And she was still there, you know, and she just sees all of the help that's available. And she says, you know, how sad that I did this on my own. If I had just reached out, you know, I wouldn't just have made it to this point, but I'd be a different person at this point. And that's that's what we want to see. You get comfort and you get companionship and, and support, but you also get wisdom and insight. And uh, anyway, uh, you know, anybody want to make a gift to New Life, we've been giving away Henry's book, Trust. We'll do Intimate Deception, too, if you're hearing us talk here, and that's really... Uh, what you're more interested in, we'll make that gift to you. If you want to join us on the program, 1-800-229-3000. I have to mention another thing here. There are two workshops left in 2023. One is the Emotional Freedom Workshop. Dr. Jackie Mac Harris, Chris Williams, and myself do this. And what a great thing to get rid of, before you go into 2024, the paralyzing fear and anxiety, the incapacitating bitterness, anger, resentment, or just the depression and despair will help you do that. Now, how do we know we will help you? Because we have stories. You know, hope always has a resume, or it's just wishing, or it's false hope. But we have stories of people that have come and everything changed. And you could do that and... And it's online. You don't have to travel anywhere. You don't have to go anywhere. And that's going to take place December the 2nd. You know, Steve, I always think about the people who are listening. And I see some of you. We were just at our Restore Workshop this past weekend and um, met some of you who listen on a regular basis. And you know that it makes such a difference when you are together, like we were just talking about, that connection, but also learning. And so emotional freedom, that's what you want. We want you to be free of the things that are holding you back. We want to get you connected with groups of people who can help you continue on your journey. And, you know, Chris and Jackie are, and yourself, we're, we're just like a quote a minute. We're writing down stuff because it's so much valuable information that will make a difference in your life. You need to get some healing. You can call us and we'll get you connected. It's online. It's the easiest thing that you can do. Yeah. So, a lot of these things that we look at, we think, oh, well, that's caused by a spiritual problem. Right. Well, actually, it has a spiritual, you could say, quote, unquote, cure. Mm. But the problem could have been something that happened to us. It could be a biological predisposition. All those things. The symptoms are usually psychological symptoms Mm -hmm. that we see. And the cure or the the treatment must always be a spiritual treatment. And when that happens, transformation occurs. I was just reading uh, last night a book by a guy named Dick B. He is the son of Dr. Bob, who was Bill W.'s co-founder of AA. And he went on and on about the Christ-centered faith of his father. And talked about, a guy would come to his dad and say, I need help with my alcohol problem. 
He said, okay, you, you need a lift, right? Yes. Okay, get on your knees then. Mm. And he would bring that guy to Christ, get him to see the need for Jesus, not some nebulous God. And it was over the years that they tried to make it more open to people. Maybe they thought God hated them or whatever. But the incredible results of the people in the original AA meetings, they got sober and stayed sober because they had accepted Christ, and it was part of their Christian walk that they were not going to drink yeah, anymore. It's amazing, amazing. And a lot of people have no idea about that, and other people don't want to know about right. that. But life recovery, which we do here, it isn't about trying to cram the Bible into recovery. No, it's bringing recovery right back to the Bible exactly. where it started. All right, exactly. let's go to Aaron. William Grove, Pennsylvania. I cannot tell you how many calls we are getting from Pennsylvania. I love it. Not because they're in worse shape than no. any other part of the world. Absolutely they not. They just talk to They're us. just <laughs> reaching out for help. Aaron, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing okay. And uh, how could we help you? So, um, this uh, I have a friend who died in 2021 okay. um, via cancer. Um, and this girl who's from New York, um, I know her from the blind community, I'm blind, um, and she disrespected him, and I want to know how to forgive her. I want to know what the best way is to forgive her, because she disrespected my friend in a very bad way, basically saying that he's a myth, oh, he didn't exist. Um, you know, he never did anything for anyone, and that's not true. He actually mm. did a lot for people actually involved in the Perkins School for the Blind. So for um, a couple of years now, you it's just been hard for you to let that go, and you yeah, want to know. Yeah, I've been trying to avoid her um, at all costs, but she just keeps on coming back around and evading my blocks and everything else. So I want okay. to know how to forgive her. Okay. Well, Sherry, what do you think uh, might be helpful here? So, Aaron, <clears throat> I'm really sorry. My, I'm brokenhearted, first off, that you lost a very, very dear friend. Mm-hmm. Somebody who you loved, somebody who you trusted, somebody who you probably shared um, your heart with. Mm-hmm. And how confusing it is to have somebody talking negatively about him almost as if they're trying to remove his honor the right. on- honor that he he held in this world while while the lord had him here um mm-hmm. this person that he was with i'm just wondering was it a former girlfriend or a friend like no no so can, um, can can you it just was a person. okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're doing good. I just want to know just another sentence about her, right? So, um, yeah, it's a girl. She's she's from the blind community. We're a big community of blind people that talk online. Okay, and everybody online knew him. He was a big big deal in the blind community. You know, he did a lot of stuff for people. He you know gave money to people when he could. Um. Just did a lot of things, and the fact that she just bothers me, it just, I don't know. 
Well, it's bothersome. Can we can we join in that with you? It's bothersome that somebody would be talking smack, wrong, um, misinformation about somebody who changed your life and so many people's lives. But this is the thing that is so hard. And I can relate to you, Aaron, in a very different way. Not a same story. But there are some people in this world that have broken wings. They're, they, it's like they're birds with broken rain, wings. And instead of flying and living life freely and, and doing what they do well, like your friend, it's like with broken wings, they just crawl around on earth. They're not living out their purpose. Mm-hmm. And so what happens with people with broken wings is they, they're living beneath their calling. They're living, and, and so they can get jealous of people that are flying mm. high. Um, they can say bad things about people because they're trying to have them get on the ground with them, even though your friend's gone. But there's nothing you can do to control what she's saying. The truth is, people like you, Aaron, know that he was a good guy. But she's got a part of your heart right now. She's holding you hostage in a cage of unforgiveness because mm-hmm. of her broken wings. Mm-hmm. And so you're like Steve opened up the show today and was talking about how we give people landscape. We give them landscape. We give them parts of us through resentment, through heartache. We can't control her. That's the thing. You can't control what somebody says. I wish I could control what some people say. I wish I could stick socks in people's mouth. Sometimes I wish I could stick a sock in my mouth, right? I mean, but yeah. it's, it's what is keeping you from letting her toxicity go? What's keeping you hostage right now, Aaron? It's the fact that every time I... I have her blocked right now um, on phone, Facebook, Messenger, and she keeps on asking my friends, who are very dear to me, to add me into conference calls and phone calls with her because she wants to talk to me. She wants to try to... She wants... I don't don't know if she wants to apologize or what she wants to do, but every time I talk to her, she just starts talking smack about him. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Steve. Well, so I just wouldn't uh, be talking with her anymore. (laughs) Literally wouldn't. And then, Aaron, going back to what you said, Cherry, you got to find a way to let it go. Right. And because you've been hurt. You're in the throes of grief as well as being hurt. So it's wise for you to block and to not have the conversations. But at the same time, that release of bitterness, of resentment, is going to heal you so that this other person doesn't have a hold on you anymore. So when we come back, I want to talk to you about a concept that I've called creative spiritual dismissiveness. (laughs) And uh, I hope that it might be of help to you. But also, I think it might be of help to other folks because you are not alone in people holding on to things that they can do nothing about and the thing 
start to deteriorate the soul. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, call toll-free 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arnold here, and we're talking with Aaron, and I want to talk to you about this creative spiritual dismissiveness. So yesterday I was talking to this attorney, and this attorney didn't really want to listen to me, (laughs) and I couldn't even finish what I was saying, and so you get this feeling that, well, you're being dismissed, or she's dismissive. So what does that mean? It means I'm not very important. I'm not important enough to be listened to, okay, or to be dealt with equally or whatever. So when I hear what this person is doing with Aaron, talking about this other person, I want Aaron, for the sake of her spiritual soul, to be dismissive in her heart of this person. Yes, she's loved by God. Yes, uh, there's great potential. But she's doing hurtful things. And so we have a concept of like walking things out of the corral of our mind, you know. And this person, in the midst of all the stallions in your mind, is a donkey that needs to be separated, open the corral door, walk her out, and let her go. Mm -hmm. Because she shouldn't be allowed to impact you, to influence you. And then you really have to come to a place of surrender and give her up. Mm -hmm. Lord, I can't change her. I can block her. I can refuse to respond. I can't change her, God. So I'm going to turn her over to you. And just as you've forgiven me, I'm I'm going to grieve all this that she's done. I'm going to try to accept her as a broken person, not a bad person, but broken. I'm going to try to embrace the fact that you love her, and I'm going to forgive her, and I'm going to get this out of my mind. That's the way we can be free of someone like her who is really doing a lot of destructive stuff there. Aaron, can I share one more thing with you, too? And I think I've learned this through just getting deeper into conversations with those of us with broken wings. As I often say on the radio, Aaron, all behavior is purposeful. That doesn't mean it's kind, helpful, good, edifying, and it can even cause serious harm. But as I've worked with couples where there's been sexual betrayal, where somebody has been acting out and has chosen to do some things that basically has blown up another person's heart. They've had affairs, multiple affairs. They've looked at pornography. They've, they've done things that would curl your toes, right, in that action out of their brokenness. And I'm not making excuses for it. I'm saying as I've done trauma work with those who act out sexually, you know what I've discovered so often? 
they too have broken wings. They were molested when they were nine, or they were beat up by their dad and told that they'd never amount to anything. They might have been molested by a kid down the street for 10 years. Like Mm -hmm. there's these stories that they've never uttered to anybody else, but those stories, the harm, the trauma is causing trauma to someone else. And so I imagine that this woman with broken wings, because she's saying what she's saying about a man who's highly esteemed, I would wonder about her. I would wonder if she had a father that was very abusive, and she doesn't know how to take in the goodness of a man. And now that you're blocking her and she's trying to get to you, she might have abandonment issues. She she might have so much going on, Erin, and so to have some empathy or understanding or curiosity about what drives people's bad behaviors helps us in some ways take a step back. Mm -hmm. And as Steve is talking about, release them to God so that God can continue to do the work and confrontation. But if you ever do talk to her again, Aaron, what you just need to say is I cannot listen to you anymore. You're harming me. You're hurting me with the negative words about my dear friend. And I'm not sure why you're doing that. I'm not sure what your story is. And I'm not even sure the purpose that you're doing it. But it's hurting me. And it's hurting others. And I just ask you to get some care. Get some therapy. There you go. Do some deeper work. Hmm. All right. Well, let me do this. I hope you have somebody that reads to you as and so many of the folks that i know that are blind do and i'm going to send this book forgiving what you'll you'll never forget by dave stoop and i hope that will be helpful also uh, i'm not aware i know some of the books have been uh they're in braille but i just don't know if that one is but i hope and pray that something we've said would just encourage you to take a step not to stop something from happening as much as to prevent yourself from being caught up in it and destroying any more days because of a person that you cannot control. Really sad for you. Sorry that this has happened. And hope and pray and pray and pray that maybe a change will overcome this person. You know, when people listen to the program, our folks pray for people. All the, we hear it all the time. And people are praying for you, Aaron, and praying for this other person that something different might happen. That's one of the advantages of calling New Life is you get people praying for whatever situation. And then we try to give you our best, too. <laughs> if you want to join us on the program, 1-800-229-3000. 1-800-229-3000. We'll be back right after this. Today's podcast is brought to you by Club New Life supporters who give a monthly donation because they want to continue to offer help and hope in these very, very difficult places. To find out more about Club New Life, you can go to our website, newlife.com, or call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now, if you're new to us, we drop an episode every weekday. We would love it if you would rate or write a review, which helps more people discover help and hope and helps us share wisdom with as many people as possible. Now let's listen to our counselors as they help people 
walk through life's hardest places. We're glad you joined us for New Life Live. To be a part of the program, call 1-800-229-3000. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. Steve Arterburn here sitting next to me, the president of New Life, Becky Brown. Over there, Dr. Sherry Keffer. Intimate Deception is her book, helping lots and lots of people. And then next to her, Larry, President Emeritus of New Life. Larry, what do you have for us today? And I know it, it'll be better than yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, it was that bad, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> um, well, we've got... Uh, Oh, I was going to say healing is a choice. Emotional freedom coming up. Yeah. Uh, December the 2nd, Saturday. Third? No, second, yeah. Yeah, one day online. We're making it easy for you. And here's what somebody who attended uh, a year ago or so said. I've learned that we're not meant to isolate ourselves because God created us to be connected to him and to others. The unhealthy strategies I've developed to avoid pain just kept me stuck. Trusting God and others builds character and brings wholeness. It's time for me to face reality instead of faking that it's all well. Mm-hmm. I believe this weekend's the first step of a journey into a new life. Mm. That's so good. You know, I've said it before, I think everybody's treatment of choice is, God, take this away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when that doesn't happen, then our treatment of choice is, I will fake it and act like it's not there. And that doesn't work. And when you're ready to get to the real solution, we got it for you. And it's a one-day event. And uh, you can just sign up online or call us at 1-800-NEW-LIFE. You know, Steve, every workshop we do as we're entering into it, I think this is the best thing we do. (laughs) (laughs) And then we have another different one that's the best thing we do. Well, you know, the truth is you see everyone when they get there, right, at the start of the workshop. And then... There's such a shift in their faces and their countenance. They're lighter at the end of just whatever that workshop Mm -hmm. is. So we see change all the time, and it's change that Mm -hmm. that stays, and and you can get it. Don't wait for it. Reach out. We've got a lot of different opportunities for you. Well, I always think on the first day of that quote from Bruce Willis's movie, The Sixth Sense, he says, I see dead people. Yeah. Well, we they're yeah. dead. And then yeah. all of a sudden, things to start to tick, and uh, they, they do transform. So, Well, folks, we need help, too, financially, donations. Uh, we do what we do because you support it. And if you don't support it, we can't keep doing what we do. But we feel like your support is evidence that God's hand is on the ministry as much as is the evidence that people's lives are being changed in the Holy Spirit is really doing a work. So thank you for giving. Uh, if you haven't given, thank you in advance because I think you will. And just God bless you all. We appreciate what you do. And if they want to be a part of Club New Life, that that's a way that they Amen. can give yes. on a regular basis. And I think Club New Life is like the bread and butter that actually just keeps the lights on here. It keeps so us true. going. Uh, and so if you haven't become a part of the New Life Club, We'd love to have you. Um, give us a call, and we'll tell you how you can become a member of our that. Club New Life. Yeah. And when you become a member here on our 35th birthday, we send you this library of 100 days of prayer, 
character, just different subjects that are freedom so important. Freedom from anxiety and yeah. fear, freedom from anger, freedom yeah. from shame. I'm looking at it right now. It's beautiful. It's multicolored. It's, it's a library. It's gorgeous. Library of hope and truth. Yep. Thank you, Larry. All righty. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. If you can help us, please, please give us a call. 1-800-NEW-LIFE. All right. Let's go to Megan. Denver, Colorado. K-R-K-S is that station there. Megan, how are you? Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. How could we help? Oh. Um, I was calling because I am a youth leader um, at a church, and... I expressed interest after um, an older sister kind of encouraged me to. Um, I expressed interest in a youth pastor, and that was about six months ago. He expressed to me that he was not interested in a relationship. Uh, He had just got out of a relationship not long ago, but he wanted to stay friends. Um, He said maybe we can continue to eat lunch or cook for each other and you know, pretty much he just needed to work on his relationship with God, which is uh-huh. why he said he wasn't interested in a relationship. So here we are six months later, and it's been quite awkward, and it's taken a toll on me um, because things are weird with him being a pastor and I'm a leader, and then also a friend, and he knows I'm interested, but he didn't really turn me. I mean, he turned me down, but not really. So yeah, things are... They can be offensive. I feel like I take things he say too seriously, um, and I'm just not sure what to do about this situation. I love youth. Um, I love working with the youth that are there, but it's really hard with a pastor that has not tried to pursue me. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's, like, other sisters around that, you know, he's very close with, and, and, it, right. and I just, I'm not sure what to do in this situation. Okay. But it's starting to just become discouraging. I think by the time this call's over, you're going to have a path that's going to be so helpful. And Becky and Sherry are going to give you that path because, you know, this is sad. <laughs> well, and what I'm sad for, Megan, is because the longer this goes on for you, your self-esteem takes a dive. Yeah. Because everything is about his approval or or not. And what I want you to do is step into who Megan is and the strengths and the gifts that you have, not um, waiting for his, okay, we're going to move ahead, but really step into who you are. I wonder, do you have some girlfriends that are around you and what have they said to you? I, I told one one of them and she's a previous pastor and she just told me to forget him <laughs> to move forward and not look back right but I, I just see him every week so I, but I really don't talk to others about him I don't want people to know because I, I feel right. like it would make me uncomfortable but what's happening, Megan, in that secrecy, it is growing. It is bigger and bigger. And the fact that you had a girlfriend who said, forget about him, and you didn't take that into consideration, now you feel like you can't tell anybody else. And actually, that's what you need. You need right. to get it. You need to kind of let the light in so that it doesn't have a hold on you. And then you can make a decision based on you being you not hiding somewhere in case he wants to make a decision for you. And that's just high level. But 
So, Share your thoughts. Here. Uh, well, I'm sitting here smiling, Megan, <laughs> in pain. I, I have pain for you, and I'm smiling at the same time because you're making me remember Mark. Mark was a man that I was, like you, serving in ministry with, and he was in a position of leadership. And you know what I started doing? I was very attracted to him. And I started dropping hankies all over the place. Have you ever heard that phrase, dropping hankies? Do you know what that means? No. It means you're sending messages to him that you're very attracted to him. Now, I thought the more messages I sent or the more hankies I dropped, that somehow eventually there would be enough messages and hankies and wink winks that he would choose me. But you know what that did to him? It was very off-putting because he felt smothered by my pursuit. And I became jealous of other women that he seemed more relaxed with. But I, it was like I was out to conquer this man. I just got to be honest with you, Megan. And I think what happened is I had unrealistic expectations. I was in fantasy over yeah. this gentleman that I had a high level of respect for. But yeah. I, I had it backwards, girl. He, he wasn't pursuing me. Men, oh. m- men like to pursue. And, and I just got that backwards because I was so enamored with him. And I overwhelmed him. Yeah. So my question to you is what about you has unrealistic expectations and a fantasy about a relationship with this man when he's not pursuing you? What is that about you? Um, I think because, wow, um, see, I've been divorced for so long and I do have a, a daughter. Okay. And I just, I'm trying to wait because I've, I've been in relationships before, but it seems like this would be the right relationship for me at this point in my life. So I guess just, I don't know. Okay. Well, I have no idea. Well, I feel you. I I want, I was 15 years single when I married, when I met Mark. And I think it was desperation. But your desperation does not a relationship make. There's two people, girl, and I, I think you're pushing them away. Yes. I have a couple of things to say after this about this situation as a man. Uh, And we'll do that after this. 1-800-229-3000. To find out more information about New Life or to order any of the resources mentioned on today's program, call 1-800-NEW-LIFE. Now back to New Life Live. We're back. And Megan, are you still there? Yes. Megan? Yes, okay. I'm here. So I use alliteration and rhyming to make a point. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. But, Megan, no more begging, okay? <laughs> so you are okay. a bright, committed person, mm-hmm. and you don't need to be begging some man to pay attention to, the, to you. First of all, he is not a pursuer. I don't know why that is, but a lot of times a person who isn't a pursuer is a user 
And I think he is using you for company and doesn't have to make a commitment, and you bought into it. So, hey, I can benefit from whenever I'm lonely, I can call. Whenever I want to be with someone, I can call. And I already told her I'm not interested, and she's still here. So he's losing. He's a loser because he's losing the opportunity to connect for whatever reason. So from pursuer, non, user, loser, you have to be the refuser <laughs> to do this anymore. Now, here's something that you may not be aware of. There are other churches where you could serve. And to save your emotional, spiritual uh, being, maybe you need to move on. Maybe that's it. Well, why wouldn't you do that? Well, it's really hard after you've invested all of this in this man. Has he done well with the investment? No. Hadn't done a thing with it. So you are a valuable, loved servant of God. You can stay there and take some crumbs from somebody that's treating you in, I think, a crummy way, or you can move on to where you would be appreciated. You know, when people don't pay attention to us, guess what happens? We either move on or we become obsessed. What could I do to make that work? And the obsession takes us away from our being possessed by God. So every rhyme I can throw at you, I'm trying to get something to latch on there. I want you to be able to be free of a person that is showing you I am not interested in being in a romantic healthy relationship with you. And let me just say, I know we've all said something about this, but Megan, I'm fighting for you because he said no. You have to accept that because there's something better for you. Yeah. And if you can just land on that, that'll help you through these days where you think, yeah, but he would be so perfect. You just said that in one of the comments that you said. You don't know that because he's already said no. So I want to just encourage you, be be the best person that God has created you to be. Yes. So I'll send you this uh, wonderful book that we use in our marriage conferences. Helps you understand stuff about you that maybe you wouldn't. But it will help. And that's how we love. And yeah, I'll send that right out to you. Really sorry um, that this has happened. And hope and pray. You know, just mm-hmm. we had some kind of influence here that will get her to the place where, you know, I really think God wants her to be. Now, I don't have a lot of time. I'm going to go to one more call. And if you are on the line, and we have a board full of calls, hang on. (laughs) Take care of you in this next program. We'll do right after this. But real quick, see if we can go and uh, talk with um, Walt over here. And Walt, how are you doing? And how could we help you? Don't have a lot of time, but I wanted to get to your call. Uh, I'm doing all right, Steve. Thank you. Uh, I'll try to be brief. Okay. Um, I, I've just got some brief background and a quick question. And uh, August of uh, 2020, I had a triple bypass, and it took me a while to recover from it. Even though we were divorced, my former wife took me into her home, and she took care of me. And uh, she wanted us to stay together. Well, the little rent house she was living in wasn't large enough for her and my daughter and grandkids and my daughter was divorced at the time, too, so we moved to another rental unit in uh, southern Oklahoma, which looked okay. like it was built about the turn of the century. Okay. What happened? Kind of, 
it was creepy looking. Well, okay. my daughter um, sent me a text one day saying, Dad, I see a black shadow. I know it's a demon. I need you to anoint the house with oil and pray over it. And so I did. And then a while after that, I went and sat on her bed with her one day, and I said, Sarah, you've prayed the sinner's prayer, right? She said, yeah, I've prayed it a bunch. I wanted to be sure. But Sarah had mental issues. Um, she was a lesbian married to another woman. She was on all kinds of medications. Well, some medications for her mental issues, plus she was smoking about a bowl of pot a day. Okay. I have no doubt I have no doubt she was a believer, but the fact she thought she saw a demon is really bothering me. I mean okay. and um yeah, I spent over three years, there's not a day goes by that I don't think of her and miss her and call her name and Yeah. And, and uh I just how do so, I move on? What can a Christian see a demon? I think they can, but because I've seen black shadows from time to time that I can't tell what they were either. But okay, so anyway, I that's I have Jerry, a, I, I have a thought. I want to answer this two ways with you. Um, yes, a Christian can see a demonic presence, but you know what I think was going on based on what you told me. She was smoking marijuana like a bowl a day. I think what was happening is she was having a marijuana-induced psychosis. There you go. Sometimes when people are using drugs, and they're using drugs like marijuana and others, they actually go into a psychosis, and they can see things like demons or shadows or other yeah. people. And so we, we get very confused, and I just want to give you an alter- alternative because you, you prayed over the house, and I'm not saying that something couldn't come back, but just think there could be a different path, and that's what I want to share with you. Um, Walt, I, I hope that even an alternative might bring you some peace to what might have been going on at that moment. Yeah, and Walt, you're you're missing her, so it's getting connected with this memory. Uh-huh. And so I would encourage you to do some grief work so that this... Um, the end of her life isn't associated with this thought process, that you can celebrate the love that you had for her um, in a better way and uh, not be concerned about the things, you know, it's it's one of those things that we don't know uh, where she is, but we can trust that if she gave her heart to God, she's enjoying his presence now, even with all of her fail, fail failures in her life. Yeah, yeah. And, and Becky, I want to add one thing to that. I think a daddy's heart, mm-hmm. having her said that right before she died or right, right. around the time, yeah. that can be, um, you can couple that. It's called trauma coupling, mm-hmm. where you might think, Walt, that there was a demon and then she ended up, you know, not being with Jesus. She prayed right. the sinner prayer. So I just rest in the fact that she chose Jesus she was doing drugs, sadly, and all that thi- all that stuff can get so commingled. Mm-hmm. But you can trust that Jesus sees through that. Trust that she knows Him. She's in peace, and she's a lot more at peace than she was in that moment, doing the drugs and, and being in such heartache. Yeah, you know, um, it, if you look at the world, it's a mess, and uh, people are messy, and we mess with each other. And in addition to that, there is evil. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was not a mystery. I wish it was black and white, how it worked. But it's there. It's subtle sometimes. And we can get so caught up in it that we miss the fact that God is a God of mercy and grace, loves us, and wants us to be free 
of things that are mysteries that we'll never solve. And we can just say, I'm going to ask God when I get to heaven, I'll figure that out. In the meantime, I'm not going to let this trip me up. And I do think the worse the trauma, the more difficult the grieving process and the more needed that it is. And it'd be great if you could get in with a professional to help you with that. I'll send you the Life Recovery Bible and the Grief Workbook. I hope that'll be that great, be helpful. Steve. Very sad <laughs> stuff here. If you want to join us on the next program, 1-800-229-3000. Thanks so much for listening. We hope something you heard will help you live in freedom today. If this content was helpful for you, we would love it if you take a minute, leave us a review, post about it, and rate it. Remember, we have resources and workshops online for you as you continue your journey. Go to newlife.com and find out more information. And thank you for being part of the New Life community. We know that God desires all of us to live a life of wholeness and healing. And we're so glad that you're here.